Are you hesitating to take the next step in your e-commerce journey? Founder Plus has you covered with proven frameworks tailored to your business needs for fast results, a supportive community of over 30,000 like-minded entrepreneurs and weekly live mentorship sessions. Founder Plus is your key to success. Try Founder Plus today for just $1 for seven days and start building your dream business with confidence. You can visit founder.com forward slash start dollar trial or click the link in the description to claim your trial. This is episode number 203 with Dmitry Dragulev of the Founder Podcast. What you need is thirst. You need to be a thirsty human. Who is intent on learning. It's a really fascinating, fascinating exploration of human potential. Now. Now. now, the Founder Podcast. Even the greatest entrepreneurs had help. If you want to learn from the most successful founders on the planet, you are in the right place. Branson, Mark Cuban, Tony Robbins, Tim Ferriss, Ariana Huffington, Go, Steve Case, Gary V, Sophia Amoroso, Robert Corcoran, Damon John. Learn from the greatest minds in business today with interviews hosted by Nathan Chan. This is not your average entrepreneur podcast. The Founder Podcast. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Before we start today's episode, I just want to let you know that our goal at Founder is to help entrepreneurs succeed however we can by giving away high quality content in the form of interviews, blog posts, podcasts, YouTube videos, you name it. We put out so much content to help you. And another interesting project that we're working on right now is partnering with world-class founders like Damon John, Alexa Von Tobel, Greta Van Riel, and so many more to teach crucial skills like negotiation, finance, e-commerce, and so much more. So if you'd like to get access to these free trainings with founders like this, which is 100% free, just go to founder.com forward slash free. Okay, so now let's talk about today's episode. What's going on, fellow founders? Nathan Chan here, CEO and publisher of Founder Magazine, and also the host of the Founder Podcast. I'm coming to you live from hometown, homegrown Melbourne, Australia. Hope you're having an awesome day wherever you are around the world. I just wanted to say just thank you so much for taking the time, following this podcast, and sharing your earbuds with me. What's been happening in my world? Things are really heating up. Uh, we're just uh, we're doing so much at Founder right now. It's crazy, but I, I just want to share something with you guys. Something that I'm learning because um, for those of you that've been you know following the Founder journey along and listening with me, I do like to reflect sometimes on this podcast and use it as a way of, to document. Um, so a few things are happening. Well, a lot is happening, but uh, one thing I want to share with you guys is that. I cannot stress enough when you're trying to build your business, how important it is to build an A player team. Now, I know that that goes without saying, but if you place extreme emphasis on really strategically trying to hire the best people you can find, it will pay its weight in gold in returns for you. Like the team that we're building at Founder and the current team we have and, you know, we're hiring at the moment, like it is insane some of the stuff that we're putting out there. And believe it or not, guys, it's not me <laughs> that is uh, coming up with all these ideas and doing all the work. It's our team. And, um, oh, I just, I'm just so pumped. And uh, we're launching our YouTube channel uh, in a 
well, starting in like the next month, I'm so pumped. We are going to crush it with content, video side. We're going to have a you know, weekly vlog. You guys are going to really start to see behind the scenes of what's happening. We've got 12 courses in the pipeline for you guys. We're releasing the first one next week. Make sure you sign up if you are interested on starting a consulting business, starting an agency-based business. Uh, perhaps you want to become a freelancer using the skills that you already have You've got to sign up to this course. It's taught by Sabri Subi. We interviewed him for episode number 201. If you haven't heard that interview, make sure you go back. He's an absolute master. He's built one of the fastest growing agencies here in Australia. Extremely smart guy. Tons to learn. Anyways, you can just go to founder, F-O-U-N-D-R.com forward slash consulting if you want to find out more and get on the wait list. Um, we're opening up, you know, usually how we do it, just beta testers only, um, kind of like an early bird special for beta testers only. And uh, then when we re-release it, the course will be probably double, if not triple the price, just because we've invested you know, so much time into this course. It is going to be life-changing. Anyways, enough about me. Let's talk about today's guest. His name's Dmitry Dragolev. And me and Dmitry connected a while back. Insanely smart guy. Uh, he, we talk about his journey as a founder and some of the things he's done as a growth hacker, especially around the PR space and the SEO space. Uh, if you want to know how to use PR effectively, SEO effectively, you know, growing your company using these tools, um, and these tools aren't going anywhere, SEO or, or PR, then you're in for a treat. He's a really, really smart guy. I really enjoy this conversation. This is a really raw and, and just, you know, what's working now kind of kind of episode. So guys, you're going to love this one. All right, that's it from me. Hope you have a fantastic day. Now let's jump into the show. The first question I ask everyone that comes on is, how did you get your job? Uh, current job or this current what yeah. I'm doing now, or yeah, yeah, yeah. what you uh, do? Well, how'd you find yourself ended up uh, doing the work you're doing today? I just kind of was really bored and unhappy at my current job, working for a giant company, and so I just literally quit one day because I was like, I don't want to be like all these older guys who I work with, and sold everything I had and drove to. California to Silicon Valley because I was I was reading this magazine and in this magazine there were these companies they're they're young guys fresh out of college not even going to college raising money building companies and I wanted to do what they were doing but I didn't know anything besides how to write code and I was fresh out of college and I didn't I didn't know how to speak to people, how to build relationships. I was an introvert and, and yeah, I just wanted to be there. I, I thought maybe I could like figure out how to build businesses, but yeah, I didn't know anything <laughs> about it at all. I just, I just picked up and, and left and yeah, that was the, the decision that kind of led me to the job I have now all these years later. Mm, so, um, you know, uh, one of your, your notable achievements that you've mentioned is you worked at crossloop.com. Was that, was that a, in, when you moved to California? Oh, sorry. Yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was actually, yeah. Very shortly after I moved to California, I started working there. 
Yeah, and um, use PR to PR outreach to grow the start from zero to five million users, and then it was eventually acquired by AVG. Yes, and then um, then then you went on to move on, and you worked at um, Zerb.com as the only marketer where you once again used PR outreach and content marketing to grow their daily traffic on site by ten x, um, and really boost up their domain authority massively. Um, and then you've gone on to another company, uh, Polab, as their only marketer, use PR outreach again uh, to grow the start from zero to 40 million page views. And you were acquired by Google in, in uh, 2014. And then you've gone on uh, to build your own uh, SaaS product called justreachout.io. So I really want to delve deep with you around PR and how you've used it and, and content marketing and, and how you've used it strategically to build and grow startups um, in, in a very, very big way. Cause those, those are some pretty impressive feats, man. Yeah. Thanks. I mean, I, over the years found out that getting press mentions here and there and getting some PR firm to do some work for you here and there just wasn't moving the needle that much at, at little company that I was working at. We were trying to grow, 50% month over month, 20% over month over month. And our investors were pushing us and we we're paying these, these PR firms, you know, thousands of dollars, tens of thousands of dollars. And it was cool to be in fast company. It was nice to be in Inc. magazine, but we were not moving ahead. Like our, our numbers were not growing exponentially. And I finally found out that, you know, maybe there needed to be more of a strategy behind all these links because all these mentions, all these little articles that came out about us, it was kind of a shot up, shot down. We got like a big spike of traffic up and then right back down. And I was like, how can I just keep getting more traffic with those links? How can I arrange it that way? And I started with kind of thinking about SEO very early on in the career, I, because my, my development background, I was thinking, how does, you know, Google has been changing a lot. How does YouTube and Google really rank uh, content? And so I was running all sorts of different experiments where I would, one thing I would do is I would write a blog post and then only do PR and kind of mentions and reaching out around this one blog post. So I wouldn't, even talk about my product. I wouldn't talk about anything else around the brand, around the company, and anything else. I'll just only focus on that one top, on that one blog post. And I would try to do PR for that blog post, that content, that piece of content that's not selling anything. It's not a product. Nobody buys anything on it. They just read it and they enjoy it. And so I would eventually what what, what I saw happening is that if I guessed right for other publications and I got other journalists and bloggers mentioning this article and I have people on Quora mentioning it and on Twitter and on Facebook and LinkedIn, this article starts to rank and it starts to rank higher and higher and higher and higher. And then eventually this article is sitting on my blog and is ranking at number two or number one for the key term that I want to rank for. And then I can say, all right, well, if this article is ranking really high, I can put calls to action on it to get people to purchase something or sign up for an email list or do something afterwards. And so 
I was thinking, all right, so if I could do this with one article, maybe I could do it with more articles, but I need to be strategic because I don't want to just rank for random things that I think are loosely associated with what I do. I want to rank with an intent search that will convert to a paying customer on my end. So, you know, the definitive guide to pitching journalists or something like that, or how to pitch journalists will convert great to a paying customer for my coaching program or my software. So I would write something like that on, you know, for my business now, but for other companies, you'd always want to think, what is a real, like really pressing like, things that are annoying people and they are searching for them on Google and Google is really underserving in terms of content that's showing up on first page. And so I married like SEO, this kind of approach, like strategic approach with content, uh, with PR really. And that's where I saw um, growth that was sustainable. So no more spike up, spike down, spike up, spike down. It's your content is moving up the rankings. And as it's moving up the rankings, you're gaining more and more traffic every single day. Mm. And so that change really just you know, it inspired me to experiment more with it and do more with videos and things like that. And I ended up, you know, using this content PR approach kind of thing to grow a lot of the companies I worked at and my own as well. Like, man, it, it, it might, this might sound like a kind of a weird question, but I, like, you must have been like getting other people to write content and you must, you must have like a, like a, like a pretty strong powerhouse behind you to not just you writing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally, I, so I was not great at writing when I was first starting out. Um, in the last 10 years, I've published over 1400 articles and on my site, I'm currently wow. like, you can go and check it out. It's like, I bookmarked all of them, 1400 articles over 10 years. And I probably employed close to like 30 different writers during those, during those 10 years, last 10 years. I published from major, all, all publications, most major publications at this point. But um, yeah, I have this process of now, I mean, I work, I work with six different writers who I employ now. But what I do is I outline the top, the article, and they kind of know my style, my writing style, and they just... They fill in the actual article, I give them feedback, and then goes to publish. But I think um, when starting out, I was really spending a lot of time on, on writing and sending it to people for feedback and trying to put together um, it, just the first blog post or second one. Because I, I always struggle with, you know, when, when I want to rank number one for something, I always want the topic the, the and the article as well to be the best article out there for this key term and so I have to look on Google on the first page of Google and really see what is ranking there and is this term really being underserved by the content there I have to find one that's being underserved and then I write down what are the points that I think are important that are not included in these articles on first page of Google and that is really where I start my kind of writing from, I end up thinking, all right, they're not talking about building relationships with press. They're not talking about this type of SEO strategy about PR. They're just talking about pitching press. And I want to write an article that's the definitive guide to pitching press. And 
that guide is going to include this SEO strategy that I talked about now. Also, is going to include the biggest, you know, set of templates that people can use to pitch journalists. It's going to include all these things. And so I write down my competitive advantage, basically. I look at it as a product, really. My piece of content is going to outrank others. And, um, and yeah, I employ writers and editors to help with the process and making it the best it can be. And there's also, also like the user experience of the reader too. And that's the user experience of the whole text, really. When does it get boring in the article? When does it get dull? When do people glaze over and scroll over it? Where do I lose them? Where do they start scrolling faster? And then they just kind of hit the X button. And that's where I'm like, all right, where can I add a video? Where can I add a little like diagram? Maybe here I'll break it down into bullets. Maybe here I'll put a quote. And I want people to continuously be scrolling. Like the dwell time on my site, I want to be as low as possible. I just redesigned my site and I put a clickable table of contents on the right-hand side. So when people are reading my blog posts, they can jump around by just in exposing that table of contents and then just click over to the next section and the section after next. If they don't want to read it, it allows them to easily skip over sections and they see the subheadlines really easily. And that has improved my dwell time by an average minute and a half on all my blog posts, which um, again, helps rankings and stuff. But I really think about the user experience of the reader the, as they read it and all these different minute details to make the content the best it can be um, on my blog. Cause that's how, I mean, I get all my customers this way through the blog. So, and I only have 20, 20 articles on my blog that bring most of the content. So all those 1,400 articles or whatever I've written, they've all somehow backlinked to my blog or uh, my service, my, my software, you know. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that's really interesting because, man, what you're sharing, like these tactics or, or this strategy, five years from now, that's like, it's still going to be golden. Like, like when it comes to producing great content, you always want to make sure you have the best content. You always want people to just give people an amazing experience. That's not going to change. Like that's like that strategy that you were using, you know, five years ago or even 10 years ago doesn't, hasn't, hasn't changed. So what I really want to find, what I really want to find out for our audience as well is when it comes to PR, um, like, like you said, like, you know, because you've used PR, you know, strategically in all of these companies you've grown and including your own, when it comes to PR, like you said, like just, a, just pitching and getting a spike in traffic doesn't really do much. Yes, you get the link, but is there more to it than that? Like, uh, are you looking for controversial articles uh, or controversial things? And, and like, you know, Ryan Holiday style, making it go viral to, to you know, like what what is the strategy, man? Yeah. So um, there's really, the first thing I always say is what is the goal of the customer or the client or the company in terms of using PR? Are they looking for short-term gains and in installs of their app? Do they want more email subscribers? Is it? traffic is it just brand recognition there's different goals so i would 
you know, custom tailored a strategy to each of the clients. But in short, I would say the the approach should be to think of what you would want to, where you want to be in a month, where you want to be in five months, where you want to be in a year, and then come up with a content slash um, pitching strategy where um, you, for example, if you're, you have a Kickstarter, that's going to be a short-term type of an engagement, and you just want to get as many eyes on your page on the Kickstarter, and that's all. And so there, it's, you know, you, you figure your, your conversion might be like in single digits there or something like that. So you, you want to like figure how much traffic you, you get to the page. And from there, it's, you know, actually reaching out to people who have recently covered a similar Kickstarter campaign and striking up a conversation or relationship with them um, around the topic of your Kickstarter. And you would end up getting that conversation rolling with these public journalists. And at the end, your your job is to just close them and get, um, you know, like a fun story about whatever that Kickstarter campaign is. It's a short-lived, short-term type of PR engagement, uh, very similar to app downloads type of deal where, you know, you're, you're launching some type of app and you need that initial kind of base of customers. Um, but people who are like serious about using PR for a longer term strategy, I would say marrying content with it um, ends up um, improving your pitches. So uh, we have 4,712 uh, customers, paying customers that use Just Reach Out to send out email pitches to journalists every single day. They, they log in, they send these pitches out. And our algorithm catches these these pitches a lot of times based on the logic we've written basically looking at are you putting in a description of what you do into your pitch is your description is it just your description so 99 percent of pitches start out this way hey bob uh love your writing um we actually are doing this we have a great new app that uh, you know gets rid of all distractions on your site here's how it looks, here's how it works, there's all this, like, three paragraphs of stuff, and then it's, like, sign off, and so there's almost nothing about Bob, and most of the time, like, our app will tell people, like, hey, did you read this out loud to yourself, and would you say this out loud to Bob if you met him at a conference, and most people click no, <laughs> like, I can see in the user interface, people are like, uh, I would not say this out loud, but I will email it, like, why would you email it to them? Like, it's so awkward that Bob doesn't know you. Why would you start up a conversation with him? You know, like a relationship. So, like, look at what Bob has written in the last three articles and then start up a conversation about these three articles and see how they're related to what you're pitching. And maybe there's some type of an overlap. I like to use Quora a lot to start conversations. So, I will answer a question that's very similar to whatever that article was that Bob has written. Bob is a journalist. And then I would say to Bob, hey, I just answered a question on Quora, and I referenced your article. And hey, you know, it looks like this, I didn't do it justice. Would you, you know, mind taking a look? Maybe you could do a better job of answering this question. And so Bob would feel like, oh, wow, he's bringing me some value. This guy's promoting me. He's really, you know, like, friendly and and he's giving me something up front he's not asking me to kind of cover right away 
Um, so this relationship kind of um, strategy really, um, at, a, at scale, you know, you could start reaching out, building these relationships. Um, at the end, I would say the story needs to be more than just a description of what you do, but, you know, the impact that you're leaving and how that impact relates to the last three stories that journalist has written. So you essentially want to continue that journalist beat as they're writing the stories. You don't want them to dramatically shift gears and write about something really different. And yet your story needs to be somewhat, you know, like unique so that it's not exactly the same that uh, the last three stories that that journalist has written about. And so I, I always say, always read the last three stories and that's what our, that's how our engine finds journalists for you it reads the stories that people write about finds the most relevant ones says all right well here's bob smith they've written about bitcoin the last three stories looks like you got a bitcoin app that you're launching great you know you guys should connect around that and then that's where you kind of look at those stories you're like all right he's written about ICO. Um, I'm not doing an ICO, but I'm also, you know, I, I have Bitcoin course. Maybe there's some kind of commonality or some kind of topic we have an interest in common, which we can discuss. And that's where a lot of the like relationship, that's how like human to human, like that's how people start conversations and parties and conferences. It's like, you've written about something, I know something, it overlaps. It's very rarely is it like, hey, can you cover us right away? It's kind of like a little bit of a relationship building type of a strategy. So I always say if you're if you're not just pitching a Kickstarter and you want to get coverage right away and forget about PR for years and years and years, but actually want to use PR to gain more exposure month over month, start with this type of outreach where you start at conversation building relationship and you might get you know that that story in a month or maybe in three weeks or two weeks but you know don't start off with the pitch of the hey here's the description of what we do can you cover us and yeah go for quality versus quantity um, that's been my approach at least it, when it comes to like approaching journalists and and press and pr and also just just actually thinking about the future of that relationship, what's going to happen in the next month or two, how many articles is a journalist going to write about you, how are you going to help them kind of thing. So once you're starting to build those relationships with journalists and you know, you're starting to use like a tool like justreachout.io or you can do it manually yourself and, and start reaching out and, and developing relationships with people how do you get the insane growth like that you seem to replicate when you work at startups? Like, like how does that work, man? Yeah. So I guess it really depends on what that product is and how you're using PR and SEO to really, you know, get exposure and publicity. I've tried out, I usually just experiment with tons and tons of different tactics and see what actually is going to give me the most, the biggest boost. So, you know, in the case of Crossloop, Crossloop was a tech support marketplace where you could find a helper to help you with a problem on your computer. And they take over remotely with their software and they fix a virus or whatever it may be on your computer. And so we 
use PR and content and, and try to pitch the story of what we're doing, all these things. And we got enough people, you know, to use it. But we went from zero to five million customers uh, in a matter of like three years or so. And that was primarily through the screen sharing product. So what I found is that pitching the story of, hey, this is what we do, come find, uh, you know, a helper, and this is the stories of our customers. It was just too shallow of a story. Like it wasn't making waves. It, it, it may give us some customers. It was great. But the story of here's a free tool to use to screen share with anybody anywhere in the world. And here are all the different use cases for it. There's you can learn how to do math with someone. You can, you know, you can collaborate on writing or designing or engineering or whatever it may be. Um, so um, that story seemed to catch on more. And so we started doing is we started guest writing for publications, but also coming up with different angles around what people do with screen sharing. And this was still somewhat early on. A lot of these services weren't around and we had this free service. And that's where it was, it was just powerful to use that story to, um, to just come up with different possibilities and offshoots off of screen sharing and figuring out, you know, can we guess right about it? Can we uh, build relationships with publications and show them, you know, like when McCain was running and we were like, we did this big promotion on like, here's how to use a computer and here's how people would teach uh, John McCain how to use a computer because there was like all this press that was coming out and he was not um you know like he's not computer savvy and that really helped um we just grasped that screen sharing product and just started creating different stories around them because screen sharing was still some of the new practice back then i think and and so we grew and eventually this thing was acquired the case with polar was completely you know by surprise for me i tried all sorts of different polar was a polling company like it was an app on an iphone that you can create polls on and that's all it was it was like two images you put two images you know starbucks or dunkin donuts and that's it and then you share it with your buddies and then they answer and that was it and i was really struggling because i could not figure out how to consistently grow it i mean we did all the usual things like ads we did the launch, like we did like, you know, we got thousands of people coming in, but it was not consistently exploding and growing. And that's where I said, well, what is the news right now? What's the hottest news today? And I would go on, on whichever publication that's publishing those. I would, I would actually troll TechMeme, uh, TechMeme.com. It would be the hottest tech news out there. And I would essentially create polls on these topics and I would promote them and I would try and get some data around it. So when Xbox was coming out 360 versus you know, PS4, I did a poll on all the games, all the consoles, all the different parts and all the, all the different details of each console. And then I would reach out to press and say, hey, I have this new poll on Xbox versus uh, PS4. Uh, would you be interested in using this data? And so data is actually what I found out is really, really great in terms of um, using as a source or as a way to to get PR and get responses from journalists. 
And, and we, just, we just embrace that strategy of, hey, we're going to create polls on everything. So when the mayor of Toronto was smoking crack, we had like this crazy poll in San Francisco Chronicle on the homepage that increased their time on site by a lot, but also gave us a lot of page views. Um, when, you know, like iOS 7 was coming out with an icon by icon comparison with iOS 6, iOS 6. And so we would come up with polls on everything that was coming up in the news. Like right now in U.S., there's all this like legislation around taxes. Like we, if we were still around, we'd probably be doing polls on that. Whatever is hot and having people poll on it. Um, is the nature of the product. We changed it. We scrapped the app. We actually created just only a web interface. And we just went solely on, uh, you know, against all the news and all the news publications with it. Um, but I, I mean, I always like have used whatever I'm working with to try and figure out how does it connect to journalists or bloggers in the publications and how does it improve their storytelling or whatever they're doing day to day. And so I was always, and you know, like even now when people are trying to pitch journalists and influencers or bloggers, they're like, Dimitri, like, how do I actually like get going and, and start uh, conversations with these people? I'm like, well, just A, like look at what they're writing. B, look at their press opportunities. Like they're journalists every day put out thousands of opportunities that they need covered. Like they need an expert to talk to. We aggregate them, but there's one, there's a free one called Help a Reporter. And there's one other one called Source Bottle, which is, I think, is and there's many, many, Radio Guest List is another one. We um, aggregate a lot of them and just reach out, but it's very easy for you to just look at the publications that they're writing for and say, well, here's Megan Smith. She needs an entrepreneur who is in Bitcoin and they need it by, you know, Friday and they need to quote somebody in the article. So. Um, a lot of a lot of those publications issue like those actual journalists issue those um, you know um, those uh, queries to try and get people to quote quote people in their articles. So it's the lowest hanging fruit people can 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 go after when they're trying to pitch journalists. Uh, but in terms of like strategic explosive growth, it always kind of starts with lots of different experiments. So I experiment with Quora. Like I start looking at Quora, answering questions and trying to get them republished as articles because Quora questions get republished as real articles on Newsweek, on Forbes, on Huffington Post. And I work with people who do that. I work with like, you know, people, this guy Josh or these other people who arrange that to be republished. So I'll try that, and I'm like, all right, is that gaining a lot of traction? Which ones of these? That might not, or that might, or I might use another tactic, and I'd say, all right, I'm going to interview journalists or influencers in my space and try and get those influencers to promote that piece of content. And is that giving me the most traction? Or I might start doing guest writing, or I might start, I might just try different tactics to try and see what's going to give me the most out of my PR effort. Um, lately, it's been this SEO approach that I talked about earlier where I'm writing one piece of content on my blog 
And I'm actually doing a lot of guest posting and trying get to, to get that piece of content on my blog to rank number one for my key term. And it's called the skyscraper technique. Brian Dean uh, kind of popularized it. And Brian Dean is actually here in New York now. So we've been hanging out a lot with him. Uh, we're good friends. But yeah, the that approach has really worked well for me, marrying PR and SEO. But for some other people that are listening to this, they might, you know, it might be too long or too much effort to really write content and try and get do a bunch of guest writing to link it up. They might need to just pitch journalists straight up. And um, that's where I would use whatever that product is, whatever like your expertise are, certainly like, marrying that with the journalist beat and whatever they need and crave. Um, 99% of stories I find really successful are somewhat around the data or the, the journey of the entrepreneur or something around that versus just the description of what you do. But, you know, there's so many different hacks like I can talk about with just using data, you know, like we had a company that uses um, just a polling service and they come out with a new poll every week and they run the data and then they'll pitch it and that poll and their data would get included in different publications. Um, and out of, out of other companies, for example, we have another company that just uses Quora. Like we had a company that answered a question on Quora and got a million views. Um, and they've been republishing those answers to actual articles um, and pushing more and more traffic towards it. Um, Yesware was a, a client, a client that we, we talked with them for a long time uh, before they started doing this, but their first thousand or 2000 customers all came from one article on Forbes. They just saw one article that was published around them do really, really well. And that article, they just pushed more traffic towards it with ads and things. Another thing that I like to do is if you're, you're just lazy or you don't have time or effort, like you just don't have time to write, just look up who's ranking for your key terms. And then what you can do is you just reach out to those people and say, hey, hey, buddy, like you have a blog, you're ranking for my term. Uh, why don't we strike up a deal? Like you 301 redirect that piece of content to my blog. Traffic starts tomorrow. I pay you a hundred bucks a month, 200 bucks a month. Um, and I basically license that content for say three weeks or maybe three months or maybe five months. And let's see how it does, you know? So basically, yeah. So you can just go directly to the source and be like, dude, just give me your content for three months. <laughs> and, and you don't have to do anything. You don't have to write anything. You don't have to backlink it to anything. So you just like do that. And, and, and that works sometimes for people. Um, um, I've done it pretty well. Like it's, it's done well for me in the past. But yeah, so it's it's kind of depends, I guess, on the, on the team you have in place, on the time you have, um, also kind of, what you're doing in terms of long-term versus short-term, I'd say. Um, everybody's got like a different story, a little bit of a different story, but yeah. I can talk about examples all day long. I have so many of them. It's like we have over 4,000 people and I try and get involved with a lot of them just 
you know, they're emailing. I get a hundred, over a hundred people email me every day, usually with I'm pitching this and this is the way, like, this is what we're doing kind of thing. It's crazy. Mm, yeah, no, nah, man. Like, it's really interesting. It's really inspiring for me because to be honest, we've never had much luck personally with founder and PR, man. Um, yeah. And that's a whole nother story. Uh, but yeah, we've never had much luck, but that's really inspiring to hear, dude. So, look, we have to work towards wrapping up. Um, I'm curious, what's uh, with Just Reach Out right now? Because that's your SaaS product. That's that's like your biggest focus. What's your biggest um, struggle right now to grow it? Besides, you're not using PR. Churn. <laughs> I think churn is the biggest issue uh, for me. Uh, PR in general, in PR, I think churn is really high in, in the space in this industry. Uh, people give up they don't have time uh they don't think they need to do pr or people leave for all sorts of different reasons um but i i'm always struggling to provide a service that you know keeps people on for years and years and years and so yeah we've been addressing it pretty actively this year uh we we like tripled our revenue since last year and it's been a crazy growth, but at the same time, I want it to be a very, you know, like low turn rate. I'm shooting for like 5%. <laughs> and so... Month um, on month. Yeah, yeah. And so we're trying to get to that point. And it's it's tough because... So now we offer PR service as a do-it-for-you white glove service where instead of you just using our software pitch journalists, you're we're doing it for you. So we take over your account and do it for you. That seems to, you know, keep people on longer, much longer. Uh, but we're also intercepting them with like intercom messages at the biggest pain points inside the app when we detect it. And we're just sending them a note saying, Hey, you know, I see that you're having an issue with you're taking too long to write an email pitch, or I see that, you know, most of your emails have not been opened. Uh, or the, the, the scrollability, it only took 10 seconds of most of the pitches for journalists to look through it. That's too low. Uh, we want it to be 15 or 20. Here are some suggestions on how to improve your pitch. We're trying to do all sorts of different you know, notifications that are similar to this kind of stuff. So like people are improving their pitches as they're sending them out. Because it's very discouraging for people to start this process of sending emails to journalists and then not not receive responses right away and then not know what to do so we're always on it with all right you sent out four emails we can track all it we track everything we track on whether it was open whether it was viewed how long it was viewed even the scrollability on that email how long were they scrolling over specific parts of that email and we report everything back to our customer and we say well Looks like, you know, you got to improve your subject line because your open rate is too low or if the open rate is good, then hey, you got to improve the actual pitch. Like the read time, you know, is really, really um, low on it. And so we're always like teaching our customers on how, like we're giving them live feedback as they're sending those pitches out. We're like what to improve. And so they're, they're learning. Um, so that's, that's what's helping, I think, a lot with the churn rate. But yeah, and you know, like I'm, I'm running this thing on my own. We have 4,712 people that use it. We have over a hundred people that do our PR white glove service. Now we just launched it a few months ago. Um, so it's, it's just, 
it's just wild. Like, I still can't believe that, like, <laughs> I'm running this, it's all remote, like, nomadic kind of, like, <laughs> lifestyle. And it's just kind of, like, just crazy for me to think that uh, that many people are using the software to send out pitches. Um, yeah, so a lot of my days, like, <laughs> I try and keep focused, and it's just putting out fires most of the time. It's like, uh, like we got hacked or some person at CNN got 17 pitches from somebody who's pitching some stupid FAFSA <laughs> software. Like, I'm like, I'm just like, we have a guy, we have a monk, in, my monk, a monk in Tibet is pitching <laughs> his bracelets to like press to buy it or something. I don't know. Like he's pitching the story of building, like sewing his stuff, like these bracelets, putting them together. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? You're a monk. Like, what? And he's like, yeah, I'm using the proceeds to, like, for my monastery or something. I'm like, I don't know. I don't believe you. But, like, <laughs> yeah, all wow. sorts of crazy people out there pitching a lot of random stuff. So you want to, like, keep, like, tabs on everyone. So, yeah, besides churn rate, it's it's just, like, quality of those pitches and that keeps me up at night. I'm like, because everything's coming out from my servers. So it's like, People start marking that stuff as spam. It's like my ass on the line. <laughs> yeah, 100%. No, that's what you have to be careful of. But look, man, um, we have to work towards wrapping up. Um, my last question is, where's the best place people can find out more about yourself and your work? Yeah, so it's uh, criminallyprolific.com, which is my site. Um, and that's my blog. And that's where you can see links to all the just reach out and PR that converts and all the things I'm involved in. But yeah, permanentprolific.com. That's, that's the, the site to visit. Awesome. Well, look, thank you so much for your time, Dimitri, and the PR masterclass. It was awesome, man. And uh, yeah, we'll catch up soon, dude. Cool. Sounds good. Thanks for having me on. Hey, guys. I hope you enjoyed this interview. As you might already know, our mission at Founder is to help tens of millions of people every single week with our content either start or grow their business, which is exactly why we're partnering with world-class founders such as Damon John, Alexa Von Tobel, Greta Van Riel, and so many more to teach crucial skills such as negotiation, finance, e-commerce, and so much more. So if you'd like to get access to these free exclusive trainings, please go to founder.com forward slash free. These are 100%. We go super in depth on teaching a particular topic, and I know that you're going to love them if you enjoy this podcast. So just go to founder.com forward slash free. All right, guys, I'll see you in the next episode.